What is up, everybody? Welcome back. I am your host, Zombie Chris, and welcome to Zombie Chris Explains It All, which is pretty much self-explanatory. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about Halloween Horror Nights and pretty much the marketing aspect of it and how it has sort of evolved in different ways throughout the history of the event. Um, When we get back, we're going to tackle that huge subject. It might be a part one and a part two. Also, if you are watching this or listening to this on YouTube, let me know if you kind of like that format because I can also do that as well. I'm not really sure how many listeners are listening to this on iTunes or Google Play since I can't really track the numbers. So it would be helpful if you let me know at Zombie CT over on Twitter. If you do listen to the podcast, if you enjoy it, any subjects you might want me to tackle in future episodes. Without further ado, let's get to it. All right, so Halloween Horror Nights is very interesting product. It's it's a product because you have to sell it to the viewer um, or the the guest, I suppose. You're not just going to grab people's attention like a movie would. You only have a short little time, especially when it comes to TV or radio, to grab people's attention. And obviously, we've seen the event go from. Uh, originals to more IPs because when you put out that you have an IP such as Saw or American Horror Story it's going to grab that niche crowd to come to the event thus before you might have not gotten their attention unless it's from friends or uh, maybe a commercial or two and that type of thing so for me my history started with this event back at Halloween Horror Nights 13 was my very first year and I can remember to this day and that just speaks to the marketing aspect of this event I could remember hearing this commercial being played you ought to be in picture you're wonderful to see And that commercial, it just stuck in my mind. Every time I hear that song, every time I would be out of the room and I would hear that commercial being played, it would grab my attention. It was, it was almost like a, like a nightmare, having a reoccurring nightmare, seeing that commercial and knowing that I was going to the event very soon. Um, I mean, that was my first really full-scale, like, haunted you know sort of event or a horror halloween event it scared the crap out of me uh really really bad i mean i still you know came back to the event but it just that first year always sticks with you and in that marketing aspect of the director and you know you ought to be in pictures it just spoke so well 
And also that brings me to a point is that back then the websites had a meaningful purpose. And obviously throughout the years of the website, we're starting with, uh, we can start with 14. 14 was very cool. If you're, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see sort of like they had a really nice website, um, very much different than what we have for the current websites, uh, in the, you know, laters of the two thousands. Um, the website is very interactive. It has all these kind of animations, a lot of cool stuff that is on this website, a lot of details, a little information here and there. Then you go to 15, which is the storyteller year. And it had really cool stuff featured on that website as well. They had the book, um, in the map and you can click all on sorts of things. So many clicky things. And, and we notice how the website's evolved as well with the marketing aspect. So, you know, you also had the commercial for 15. Um, and then we had sweet 16, which is their big, big year for Halloween Horror Nights. Cause this marks the time that they were coming back to the studios for the event. Um, this marked them returning home for, for Halloween Horror Nights, thus calling it sweet 16. And the, the website itself had almost two parts to it. We had the part before the icons and then we had the part after the icons. So you can tell there was a lot of, of basically a lot of marketing going through the website. Then, um, even the commercial was also cool as well. And then we have Halloween Horror Nights 17. Now 17 was not the huge jumping point, not, not as 18. We'll get to that. Uh, 17 was big because it featured the three characters or the Titans of Terror, as most people would call them, at the event on a very large scale. They were in the commercial. We had Jack kind of leading the uh, event. As a marketing, you know, you can't get much bigger than having Freddy, Jason, and Leatherface, especially featured at the event. Not just a house, but featured in all the advertisements, featured on the merchandise, the shirts, everything. And then we fast forward to Halloween Horror Nights 18, which is this very, very special event. Very special year for me personally, because it was the first year I was a scare actor for Halloween Horror Nights. And not only that, but I followed all of the pathway of the website from day one to the final reveal. I followed the entire story. I was in, you know, the forums, talking with people, reading up every day on stuff. It was it was almost like you can never you can never do that over again. Obviously, um, that website and what it did as far as on a website kind of marketing aspect, it was just, it was simply amazing. And as it's an experience, you can go back now and, and go through the website on uh, horror night nightmares, uh, com. That's a free plug. Uh, but you can check out the website there, but it's different to have that feeling being live and, and, and at that time of it kind of going day by day and week by week and, you know, revealing stuff. Um, yeah, that that website. Wow. It still it still is just amazing today of what they did with that website. And in relation to the event itself and having Bloody Mary be 
the icon. Now that commercial also sticks out in my mind because Bloody Mary to me was probably the scariest icon I think we've had at the event. Um, we will never see her again possibly, but uh, I wish we could because just the way they did the marketing aspect for her was amazing. Also to note, we had a screen above the Halloween Horror Nights uh, arches, basically the universal front gate arches. We had a screen there and that screen went away. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it went away at 21. 21 or 22 was the last time we saw the screen. Now, I don't know what was the reason behind that. I don't know if it was just cheaper just to put up a regular sign really kind of sucks because that just shows how this event started to slowly decline things a little bit over time but let's get back to the websites and the marketing 2009 well let's not skip over we had legendary truth introduced in 2008 that was a big part of the bloody mary and the website as aspects so 2009 we have the usher and that was another big year for the website another big year for marketing as far as the website goes um and the commercial that's where you sort of start to see things kind of split off just a little bit so the commercial never featured the usher but the usher was a big part of the website he was a big part of, of obviously the event because he was the icon kind of strange how they did that they wanted to push chucky um saw and, and wolfman in the commercial but they didn't even have the icon which is just really really strange to me i'm not sure if i, I guess introducing the icon would confuse people or they felt it just wasn't needed i'm, I'm not sure why so yeah there's that and then halloween horror nights 2010 was a big year as well that was a anniversary year we had fear we had the icons all returning to the event uh, the website it was i think it featured some games on it if i'm not mistaken let me check this out real quick um it had the warehouse experience that's right and which was you know some games here and there it's very cool interactive and see that sort of pulled in the marketing aspect from the commercial as well as uh, the scare zone they had in street everything kind of co co-aligned with each other and that's what i think is missing today but we're going to get to that in part two <laughs> i know i keep teasing that so fast forward to 2011 which is halloween horror nights 21 lady luck yeah um most people know how everybody pretty much feels about lady luck no one really likes her. Um, I like the idea of what they were going with. I didn't really care for her zone or her presence or just the idea of the icon. I like that they tied everything to, uh, you know, basically Lady Luck taking a chance. All of that kind of stuff within the houses. And that was kind of cool. But yeah, we, we're, we're going to skip past that. <laughs> um and then we have, you know, the years where Halloween Horror Nights sort of just takes a dive in my aspect. Uh, in, in my response, I'm thinking 22 is when we have the downfall. That's when the websites 
kind of start lacking is when the marketing aspect starts lacking. We started not getting these midnight reveals, which is okay. If they wanted to switch that around, that's fine. Midnight reveals are kind of not good as far as doing social media, obviously. If you release information at 11 o'clock a.m., it's going to get featured throughout the day. If you release at 12 a.m., pretty much most people are asleep. So that made sense. But we started to see a decline in the website. And the website was never going to be what it was before. Obviously, funding to the website was probably far less. And they figured, why put all this money into a website if no one is going to probably care? All they want to care about is, you know, what's coming to the event and maybe a cool commercial, but not even that. <laughs> if you think about it, yeah, if you think about it, Halloween Horror Nights 22 commercial, and this was why it, it really angered most Orlando fans is because the commercial wasn't, it wasn't that it wasn't cool, but it was the same commercial that Halloween Horror Nights Hollywood had. Like pretty much the same shot for shot. It might have been a few things altered here and there, you know, like towards the end um, of the commercial. But it was the exact same thing Hollywood had. And that was when we started to kind of have this aspect of it being kind of lazy as far as the, the marketing aspect. Um, that's where we sort of take this journey down to how we got you know, to the laziness of today. I don't want to say laziness per se, but you understand what I mean. So Halloween Horror Nights 23 commercial comes out. It's the same as Hollywood. It's no different. It was like they were just like, eh, just rerun that commercial because it's cheaper to just do that rather than putting a brand new commercial out. Um, and then the marketing aspect of that year, what evil takes roots? made no sense to the website it made no sense to the guests when they were walking around it just nothing clicked in those years now the houses you know here and there they were so-so but nothing as an event clicked and then we move on to halloween horror nights 24 now 24 <laughs> nothing clicked as well i mean at least we got an okay commercial but it was pretty much in line with the last two years of the commercial i mean it just featured walkers and that was pretty much it it wasn't really anything exciting of how the previous commercials in the in the earlier years told a story they grabbed your attention these were just these slick kind of commercials like quick cuts and hey we have these houses featured at the event um, you can tell from the marketing aspect that things kind of died down a little bit not sure if it was budget wise or just creation wise it kind of just was lackluster um, and even the announcements which is sort of a bigger deal than people really kind of let on Sure, stuff gets leaked. Sure, stuff will come when they come. But I think it's that whole excitement of having stuff announced at least every two weeks gets people excited. It keeps it on their mind. And it keeps you kind of engaged in 
the Halloween Horror Nights culture. It keeps it on your mind. It keeps you going, wanting this event to come instead of having an announcement and then nothing for a month. And then we fast forward to 25, which finally, 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 Halloween Horror Nights has a big debut. They debuted. Jack is coming back to the event. It is an anniversary year. Is finally kind of rooting back to what old Halloween Horror Nights was. Uh, the commercial was sort of a mixture of old style and new style with the quick cuts, but at least it featured an icon. It had some kind of creativity, some originality to it, which was pretty good. And we also had um, the event kind of co-aligned with the commercial and everything kind of made sense. Now, the website itself wasn't, you know, anything to write home about, but, you know, even the radio ad, they had everything lined up for Halloween Horror Nights 25. It's like they just cleared this, the slate and went back to the drawing board and say, this is what it starts with. This is how we need to kind of branch out everything. But... We go back to Halloween Horror Nights 26. And Halloween Horror Nights 26 commercial, it it just kind of more in line was was just the same as 22, 23, and 24. Um, after we had a kick-ass anniversary year, this one just was, I don't know, it just felt like 22 through 24 it just felt like that kind of commercial like hey we have ips 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 oh here's chance at the end of the commercial so if you didn't know who chance was you would just be like okay so who's this lady screaming i don't i don't get it like what does this have to do with anything um and that's another subject about how ips have sort of overtaken the event and the plus and the pros and the cons of that and how that comes about and how do you feel about that? That's another subject for another time. Um, but you can see how they just did not have, they had the idea right to lead off of 25. And I believe that's the first time we've ever seen Halloween Horror Nights sort of do like a part two to a year, like straight, like a sequel basically. Um, continuing the story, but it was kind of dismantled in ways uh, that the house was not good. The house made no sense. Unless you sat there and watched the entire video, you really didn't understand too much. Like you would have to read interviews and, and follow a lot of the information on the internet wise to kind of understand, okay, this is leading after 25. This is right after the stage show Jack is put in a box or something. He disappears. I don't, I don't even know. Um, <laughs> that lets you know just, just how like con confined that story was, how just colluded and crazy it was that you really had to follow the details of every single interview to try to understand what was going on in this year. Then you see Chance. She's out in the street, but she's in the house is uh, I'm not, I'm not going to get started on that. Uh, <laughs> so that leaves us to 27. Now 27 is a very interesting year. 
interesting because it is unlike, I think, any other year in which we haven't had very much. We haven't had any house announcements, barely any house announcements. Um, that's that's another thing altogether. That's either or because we kind of already know what's coming to the event due to the map that's out there. Um, you can pretty much trust most of that map. But it's to me, the website is obviously poorly done. Um, not poorly done, but it's just a straight generic website. Nothing to write home about. Nothing to take serious. Nothing to keep going back to the website to be like, oh, I'd like to watch this video and click on these little animations and stuff. Nothing is there. It's like the, they just took the bare bones of the website and said, we're going to give you the lowest budget we can. Just create a basic website. The commercial came out, which was just a standard commercial. It, to me, it didn't make much sense with the event because we do not know so much about the event. We don't know if we have an icon. Some people say we do. Some people say we don't. We do not know any more about the the event itself. All we know is they keep talking about the soul, soul takers, you know, and we have these IP houses announced. That is basically the, the forefront of it. Now, the marketing has severely lagged. It almost feels as if we are we don't have someone to look towards. Mike Aiello has moved on. He has a different position with the company. Um, he's still in sort of the creating field, but he is on a bigger, I guess, role taking on other projects. So he kind of oversees Horror Nights a little bit, but he is not our go-to guy. And that is something I feel we are missing for Halloween Horror Nights 27. And it, kind of needs to be fixed for now on for 28 and for 29 we do not have an actual person we have a horror nights icon or a twitter icon or a twitter but we don't know who's running it it's just a mindless person who sometimes will interact with people sometimes not sometimes it is just a promotional sometimes it's nothing <laughs> and you can see how John Murdy, who's the creator, um, basically the, 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 the head honcho over at Halloween Horror Nights Hollywood, how he handles Twitter and the fans, it's insane. I wish we had that. We are dying to have that. Sure, if you don't want to do announcements or you, you, you can't do announcements because licensing and, and other stuff that you kind of have to work through details and and certain stuff in the contract, that's fine. But talk to us, the fans. Give us something. Talk to us. It takes nothing to just update us every now and then. Cost nothing to do that. To send out a couple tweets. Do a Q&A. Murdy does this, it seems like, all the time. At least every other week, he's always updating. Or he's talking about what's going on. Or he's doing a Q&A. I don't understand why we don't have that as Halloween Horror Nights Orlando. Is it just they just choose not to have somebody in that position or nobody wants it? I'm, I'm still clueless as to what is going on 
with the marketing aspect of that because social media is part of their marketing. Um, you have the web website, the radio ads, the commercial, you have social media and it just feels like when you look at other companies or even just if you want to look at the Hollywood version, you can see what they're doing right and what we're doing wrong. You can look at other brands like hollow scream, how hollow scream is doing live streams. They're talking with the fans. They're interacting with us. They're hyping us up. They're announcing stuff. All of this stuff is, you know, and their ticket prices are significantly cheaper um, than hollow and then they're cheaper than uh, Halloween Horror Night. So it's no surprise to me that they're gaining traction, or uh, at least I hope they are gaining traction for this year. Um, that's just my thoughts about Halloween Horror Nights 27 as far as the marketing aspect. Um, I know I said this was going to be a part two rather than a part one, but I pretty much wrapped that up. What do you guys think about Halloween Horror Nights Orlando, the marketing aspect, if you are local and you follow Halloween Horror Nights, how do you feel they are doing? Uh, tweet me at ZombieCT. If you're watching this or listening to this on YouTube, leave it down in the comment section. And I want to know what do you think of how they are doing and what can they do better? What would you like to see them approve upon for future, uh, for 28, for 29? for here on out with the event and how it's going. I know for me, like I said, I'm gonna wrap this up real quick. They just need to interact with us. Uh, the website, I understand that's not gonna come back. We're not gonna have a really cool interactive website. I understand that. Um, the commercials come and go. The icons, I would love to have an icon each year, but we know how that goes. Um, I would just like for them to interact with us. Just give us some sort of recognition. They already do it for the pass holders. They already do it on the regular Universal account. They're always talking with people. And yeah, sure, that's sort of a, a faceless person talking back with the fans. But at least if we have that going, at least we have that going. You know what I mean? So that is it for this little podcast. Let me know if you like for me to put these on YouTube. I can do that as well. Um, it seems like maybe more people would listen to it on YouTube. I'm Like I said earlier, I'm not sure who's listening to this on iTunes or Google Play because I can't really track the numbers. So it's kind of just I put it out there and hopefully people are listening to it. Hopefully, you know. That's all I can be sure of. But anyway, guys, that is it for this Zombie Chris Explains It All episode on Halloween Horror Nights and the marketing throughout the history of the event. If you would like to, you can tweet me over uh, Twitter at ZombieCT. If you would like to reach me on Instagram, do so at ZombieCT as well. Anyway, guys, that is it for this episode. Uh don't remember what episode number this is i think it's like five or six one of those two anyway guys hopefully you have a great day when you whenever you are listening to this and uh zombie chris out <laughs>